Hello and welcome to the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Bonarks, and we're gonna be doing something a little bit different in this episode. I am bringing on T-Shirt Legends Academy coach, six-figure founder coach, my best friend, my clothing brand business bestie, my business partner, and my brother, Carlos, to share a personal case study from our apparel brand. So not too long ago, we did an experiment where we ran $10,000 in Facebook and Instagram ads over a 30-day period. And in this episode, Carlos and I are gonna be sharing what we learned, some of the statistics, some of the eye-popping statistics and surprising statistics, I should say, and sharing one new Facebook ads feature that significantly improved our ad performance but that no one's really talking about. There's no gatekeeping here. We are lifting the lid on it. And finally, I just wanna say, be sure to listen till the end where we're gonna be sharing some parting words, some advice, some tips based on our results. But real quick, before we begin, if you have not already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast or to our YouTube channel where we also publish these episodes, which you can find in the show notes below. It helps us reach new listeners. It helps you never miss an episode. It's a win-win all around. So thank you in advance. We appreciate all of you. And with that, let's jump in. What's up everybody? And welcome to this special episode where we're gonna be doing something a little bit different. I am super excited to talk about what we learned running $10,000 in ads in 30 days. And I'm actually gonna be bringing on T-Shirt Legends Academy coach, six-figure founder coach, my best friend, my clothing brand business partner, and my brother, Carlos, to share a personal case study from our apparel brand. What's going on, Carlos? How you doing, man? Hey, good, great, great. Super excited to be on here and super excited to share. Yeah, I'm super excited to have you on here again, man. We've talked about this so much. Like, yeah, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I, I, I'm really happy to have you on. And what we're actually gonna talk about, so the reason why I brought Carlos on is because not too long ago, we did an experiment where we ran $10,000 in Facebook and Instagram ads in 30 days. And in this episode, Carlos and I are gonna be sharing what we learned, some of the statistics, and sharing one new Facebook ads feature that significantly improved our ads performance, but that no one is really talking about. There's, as you guys know, there's no gatekeeping here. We, we, uh, we just are gonna lift the lid on it. And finally, I want you guys to be sure to listen till the end because we're actually gonna be sharing some tips based on our results. So we're gonna share some kind of tips, recommendations, and advice based on the results. But real quick, Carlos, just before we get into that, we're gonna go and we're gonna be sharing a listener review because as you know, Carlos actually edits the podcast. So he's very aware of the rundown, how this all goes. We keep it tight here at the Print On Demand Playbook. Like we are a tight team. So Carlos is the editor of our podcast. So he's always going through and he's the one that puts the final product out there. And uh, he knows 
you know, he's with us in showing love for our listeners. So I really quickly want to give a shout out to a five-star review that we recently got from Sour Patch 973 So they give us a five-star review nice. and the heading was, I've learned so much. Here's what they said. This has slowly become one of my favorite podcasts because of the overwhelming value they provide and they are kind and funny. Thank you very much. Really appreciate that. As I am a as I am diving into POD and e-commerce, I find myself hearing their words in my head and re-listening to podcasts that I want more clarity or reinforcement on and looking for advice and suggestions in their previous episodes I haven't made it to yet. Super appreciative, Adrian and Carrie, and I'm sure I will have more sales implementing the knowledge and lessons they share. Ooh, you're getting Man. people's heads. Nice. Oh love this like I, I i'm at a loss for words because i just have run out of things to say like the amount of gratitude absolutely overflows every single time we read these reviews so thank you so much uh sour patch 973 we appreciate you we appreciate all of our listeners and we really appreciate anyone that takes the time to write us a review so with that and without further ado carlos what do you say we shift gears here yeah man i'm i'm ready ready to go all yeah. right let's go all right so here's how this is going to go down so what we want to do is we kind of want to break this down into a couple parts we're going to talk about the experiment we're going to talk about the stats we're going to drill down carlos is going to give some numbers some hard statistics uh, we're going to talk about the one new feature that significantly improved performance for our ads and then we're going to end off with parting advice and tips because this is not something we recommend you try at home unless you do a couple steps before. We would never recommend someone just to start an ads manager account and just on day one run $10,000 in 30 days. Nuh -uh, that is not. not our strategy. This, this is, yeah. We've been doing this for years. We have a lot of experience and there was a lot of things that made us very comfortable with this experiment, which we'll get into. But Let's just start about, let's just start by talking about the experiment. So AI really has had an impact, a massive impact, I should say, on ads. By AI, I mean artificial intelligence. But something much bigger happened only a year ago. And this is something that completely changed the game for businesses, including ours, running ads on Facebook. And this is why we're so confused as to why nobody's talking about this. Like I mentioned before, y'all know we don't gatekeep here. So we're gonna be lifting the lid on this feature and I hope and encourage anyone that's running ads to try out this feature. So Facebook, not too long ago, Facebook made a small tweak in how you could run ads. They added a new feature that supercharged ads performance for businesses that chose to use it. So this is an optional feature that we chose to use. So just to confirm, yes, it only works if you select it. So when we heard about this, we felt all the feels. We were super excited because we knew that this could be huge, but we couldn't find anyone that had tested or used this feature. So we actually decided to test it ourselves and I have to say, like, Carlos, when you were sharing the statistics, I think people are gonna agree, like, 
our minds were blown by how much our ad performance improved just by using this feature. To this day, we still use this feature religiously, but still nobody's talking about it. Why? Carlos, why do you think no one's talking about this? I don't, I don't get it. I, I think it's because a lot of people don't understand like what, like how the magnitude of how much this feature actually changes things. And that maybe they don't understand why it changes things. Um, yeah. And, and there's, there's also that, there's also a slight barrier um, to entry where you have to have, so for this feature, just to be clear, you have to have Facebook Instagram shops set up and you have to have um, Facebook Instagram shops checkout enabled. Um, mm -hmm. And so maybe people don't have that. Maybe they're, there's also, I, I feel like there's also kind of a lag be, between like the time when a new feature is like hitting like big time and when people actually hear mm -hmm. about it everywhere. And I think it's because, yeah. you know, a lot of the people probably using this feature and making a lot of money using this feature are just like happy with it and they're just using it and they're not even thinking about it and they're not thinking about telling everybody else. Um, but but right. I mean, today we're gonna go through everything with this feature um, and kind of yeah. like what we saw. And I, I can go through, I, I don't know, um, do you want me to go through exactly how we tested it first or do you want me to go through the stats so that you know like, okay, what's Just, the magnitude? Yeah, let's, let's jump in. I, I, I want us to share both because I just want us to be open books about this and just kind of like share everything. Um, I do want to mention the name of the feature. So the feature which uh, Meta ruled out is called Websites and Shops. And it's an option where you can select your conversion location at the ad set level in your ads manager. Now, for anyone that hasn't run ads or that's really new to ads, that actually sounds really, really confusing, but I promise you guys, this is not confusing. It's literally just an option that you tap, you select to use it, and then it's applied to your ads. So a, a lot of the meta language, it sounds so technical and kind of nerdy, to be honest. And I wish they would simplify it. Like they make things sound so much more difficult than they need to be. But that's aside from the point. I just want to let people know, like, do not be, do not be um, intimidated by the language used because this is actually something very, very simple. And what this feature allows you to do is it allows you to send your ad clicks. So people that click on your ad, it allows it allows you to send people who click on the ads to your website or here's where it's different. Usually we just send those clicks to our website. But here, when people click on the ad, it takes people either to your website or your Facebook and Instagram shop based on the location that Meta thinks the user is most likely to convert at. So Carlos, correct me if I'm wrong, they're using like they're looking at the data. Are they using artificial intelligence to make this decision? Yeah, they're using AI. Okay, uh, that's, that's what I thought. So, so essentially what we're doing is we're giving Meta the control to decide based on AI and all the information and data that they have where they think that customer is most likely to convert. Either A, at your website or B, in Facebook and Instagram shops. And for anyone who doesn't know what Facebook and Instagram shops is, it's different from your website. This is something that you can set up 
for Facebook and Instagram. And we actually did an episode with Carlos all about it, but um, this is something that you can set up which allows customers to purchase within app. So they can shop your products, they can add to cart, they can check out. It's totally seamless and all without ever leaving Facebook or Instagram. So what's nice about this is it reduces friction in the buying process and it keeps them on the platform that they originally came to, probably not to shop, but to be entertained. And a lot of yeah. people, they they like, like they came to Instagram or Facebook to, to see what's going on. And so to be able to give them the option to stay there if they don't want to leave the platform and make it really quick and easy for them to purchase purchase a product and then just continue browsing or checking out what their family's up to. That's fantastic. It's an amazing option and it's getting, it's called social commerce and it's getting more and more popular every single year. Like I really think this is the future of e-commerce. Websites are always going to be a thing, but I, this continues to grow year after year. And I, I only think it's, think it's going to continue to get better. So. What we found, uh, so just kind of going back to uh, the, the feature, which allows you, allows Meta to decide where to send the traffic. What we found is that a lot of those conversions, they're actually likely, likely to happen on Facebook and Instagram shops. So some people, we thought, well, we want to send everyone to our website because it's optimized for conversions. We've got a ton of social proof. We've got upsells and cross-sells. However, that's not always the best place to get someone to convert. So yeah, what we found is, Carlos is gonna share the statistics about how this was so powerful for us, but I actually, before we get into the statistics, I actually wanna kinda of take a step back and explain why we believe this feature is so powerful, and it's actually very logical and makes a lot of sense. So. Since Apple released the iOS 14 bomb on the advertising world not too long ago, Facebook has really struggled to make do with a lot less data to optimize for website-only conversions. Hence, pretty much every brand under the sun saw declines in Facebook ad performance. Like, I don't know a single one that didn't. Maybe they exist, maybe there's some unicorns out there, but. There was some pain, man, especially when it first rolled out. It has gotten better since then, and Meta's gotten better with the way they handle it and stuff, but man, it was like a fall from grace. It was absolutely crazy. But with this new feature, with the website and shop ads, Facebook created the option to keep users in app during the full sales process. That means from the time that they clicked on your ad all the way to the checkout. Now, think about this. Think about all the data that they get from in-app purchases, and none of it gets lost from the iOS 14 update. They get everything, like everything. Everything you're just scrolling on, everything. Like They, they get a ton of info from the in-app purchases that they would never get from your website purchases. Your website purchases, yep. think of that as like they're getting pixel fires. Of, yep. of certain key things, but they're not getting every single moment uh, that the user is, you know, hesitating or, you know, they're getting everything. And you got to think right. that Meta is like taking full advantage of that on the shop's conversions and on like optimizing yeah. for the shop's conversions. 
Yeah, so just to kind of like take a step back and go into the history before the iOS 14 update, Meta, i.e. Facebook and Instagram, was absolutely incredible at tracking all of the data of customers. Everything from them clicking on the ad to them viewing a, a product to them adding to cart to them purchasing all on your website. It was phenomenal at tracking all this and that allowed them to optimize better and show it to more people because they had more data. But after iOS 14, what happened was Apple who released that update, they made it much more challenging for companies like Meta to track people after they left the app, like after someone leaves Instagram, for example, all of a sudden the visibility is a lot more blurry than it was before. So you can imagine how this would really affect things because they don't have all that data, they can't optimize as well. Oh. And therefore they're kind of guessing more on the people to put it in front of, which- And just to clarify a little effective. bit on that too, um, they, they, the way they did it is, is kind of interesting. It's, it's, it's funny because, uh, not funny, I mean, it, it was hard for us, but, um, and hard for everybody else running Facebook ads. But the way that they did mm -hmm. it was they actually made it so that um, you had to opt in to all this tracking. And there's all mm -hmm. this tracking, tracking um, everybody's interactions all the way from like going on their phone, looking for things and, and, and finding it and, and, actually buying it all the way to the whole sales process, pretty much they're tracking. And mm -hmm. then what Apple did is they said, okay, well now you have to opt in if you want to be tracked. Who the, right. nobody wants to opt in to be tracked. Nobody. And so that yeah. obviously is going to make a huge dent. And then all of a sudden now, everything that's outside of your website and kind of in between Facebook, they could track while you're in the app, but then as soon mm -hmm. as you go out of the app, they couldn't track anything. So then they had to, they had to, um, they had to get permissions to like track from your website. And, um, and that's where you start seeing these permissions where you give Facebook permissions on the Facebook, Instagram sales channel to track through your website so they can get some of, some of the data so they can start piecing it together, but there's still like that gap missing. And right. so, yeah, they're, it, they, they made it really, they, they took a huge chunk of data away from the, mm -hmm. from the customer journey from like, uh, from Facebook, so they, they couldn't see what's happening. And a lot of that you kind of need right. for, um, for right. optimizing. So essentially, without that important data, without Meta being able to track that important data, it made it more challenging, challenging for them to go out and find your ideal customer based on a bunch of different data points that they used to target an audience that they thought was best suited to buy your product. Now, the beauty of when people purchase in-app through Facebook and Instagram shops is Meta now has the full visibility, like the full sales history of those customers. And this obviously, because they have everything from them clicking your ad to viewing, to adding to cart, to purchasing, they have all of that. This obviously allows them to be much better optimized to go out there to use the data that they have from all these people that bought in Facebook and Instagram to go out there and to find more people like them. So you compare that to running traffic to your website where Meta loses a lot of the vis visibility 
as soon as that person navigates away from the platform, as soon as they take, they're they, they taken to your website, they're losing a lot of information. So because of this, we were, uh, Meta, it was really able to optimize the ads really good for Facebook and Instagram shops. And still though, there are some cases where they do send people to the website. So if they actually, if they believe, if Meta believes that the user actually prefers out of app, like to go to your website to complete the purchase, then Meta will send them to your website to complete the purchase. So really in its simplest form, I'm trying to really simplify this because it can sound really confusing, but it's actually not. And if it does sound confusing, it's probably me. I'll take the blame for not explaining this clearly. But essentially when you click this feature, it gives every uh, person, every shopper, or everyone that it shows your ad to, when they when they click the ad, it gives Meta the decision to either send them to Facebook and Instagram shops to complete their purchase in-app or to send them to your website. And mm -hmm. without a doubt, the new website and shop feature is absolute fire. Like Carlos and I are so grateful that Meta released this feature and we're gonna keep using it religiously as long as Meta keeps the sales coming in. The roadblock that we find with most kind of t-shirt and apparel brands jumping on this new feature are just really buckling down for a weekend to set up Facebook and Instagram shops, which is a prerequisite to using this feature, and which is actually way easier than most people think. So. All you need to do is take the time to set up Facebook, Instagram shop, and then you should have that feature enabled. Is that, does that sound right, Carlos? Yeah, Shopify makes it super easy to set up Facebook, Instagram shops. Like they're fully integrated with it. And mm -hmm. so you, you actually end up saying, uh, most of it, you end up doing the setup right in Shopify. So you, mm. you add the Facebook, Instagram sales channel, then you, do the, you go through the prompts and set it up. And then at the end, you're gonna have to do a business verification and that will be on Commerce Manager um, right. for, for on Facebook. So, but I mean, it, it actually sends you the link to do the verification. It sends, it's in Shopify and then it, it goes to the Commerce Manager. So like pretty much everything along the process is in Shopify and then the end you do the verifications in Commerce Manager by clicking that link. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's very easy to set up. Um, the biggest thing for, for setup is just that you have some sort of history with Facebook uh, and Instagram. So like maybe you should have an account and you should have, you know, have stayed consistent for at least a decent amount of time. Like maybe at least like, uh, you know, maybe months of consistency or something like that. Consistent posting mm. and engagement and a following. The following doesn't need to be huge. I think we set it up with like um, a demo store and we set it up with like, a following that was like, I think around 30 people on this, this following. And so like, it was, it was, uh, it was pretty surprising that it's, it, it's not actually that difficult. Yeah. 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 So I encourage, we encourage anyone listening guys, like go out and try out this feature for yourself. Now, Carlos, do you want to share anything about the experiment? Um, before we jump into the statistics, like, do you want, are there any any other yeah, additional sure. details? I, I do want to kind of go through the, a little bit of the details in the experiment, just to, just so everybody knows kind of how robust this experiment was. 
uh, mm -hmm. because it was like we were thinking about a lot of things during this experiment. And so um, the at the outset of, of this experiment, so like we did an A-B test where we sent to website and shops location. And this is this is conversion location and the ad set. You choose conversion location. You either choose website and shops or you choose website only. And the website only one is that most people use that right now. Website and shops is that's the new feature where it chooses which one to go to. And then um, we set it up so that it was it was a duplicate of the other ad. And the difference was that the one ad for website only, we had been running that for about a year. So it already had about a year's worth of data and is already mm. taught, uh, like is already a top performing ad. So it, it already had the momentum coming in. So it should have actually had a big advantage there. We also had that one at a lower budget. So it should have had an advantage because generally at lower budgets, you can see higher return on ad spend. So it should have had an advantage for return on ad spend at least. Mm. Um, and then for in terms of um, in terms in terms of like what we expected from this test, we expected that um, and, and we ran this test for 30 days, just to be clear. And we also had sorry, we had three ad sets for each one. It was a duplicate, so it was, um, it's a diversified ad set. So it was like um, one ad set was broad targeting, so broad open. So it's like uh, you're tar we're targeting by demographic, but no interests, just like open to any, anybody, any interest, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. uh, a demographic of, uh, of just like the demographic based on gender and based on an age range. And it was the same age range, same gender for both. And then we also tested, um, we also tested a um, more narrow one, but with one interest. So just online shopping. So it is a broad interest, but it was more narrow than broad open with no interest. And then we tested another one with our top three competitors, and that was very narrow um, mm. interest. And so we had three different ad sets with three different audiences for each one, and it was the same ad, same audience for each one. Uh, so each can I test. Can, can I summarize for clarity, and you can tell me yep. if this sounds correct? So it was one single campaign. Yep. One single campaign. So it's two campaigns. Is uh, two campaigns against each other, right? Yes, sorry. Yeah. So two campaigns against each other because one is going to be website only and one yeah. is going to be the option to let Meta choose whether to send it to Facebook and Instagram shops or website. Okay, yes. so we've got yes. two campaigns testing side by side with identical variables, correct? Yeah, um, the, the variables that, Yeah, identical variables in terms of audience and uh, yes. identical in terms of placements. So we did manual right. placements. Um, yep. <laughs> later on, after this, uh, we realized that um, Advantage Plus placements were a lot more lucrative. And so since then, we've actually gone to Advantage Plus placements. But at the time, uh, we wanted to do a, like a, a solid A-B test. And our website mm -hmm. only, like our top performing ad, was using manual placements. And that was, the manual placements right. were only on Instagram. So right. this was only on Instagram for the website only and the website and shops, and only three placements. Right. So everything, just correct me if I'm wrong, everything was the same side by side with the two campaigns, except for the option that one campaign sent everyone to the website and the other campaign gave Meta the decision to send them to the website or Facebook, Instagram shops. Is that correct? Um, that's, that's, that's not totally correct because our, our, our budget okay. that we set 
was um, mm -hmm. around $350 per day for the website and shops, and then around $45 mm -hmm. per day for the website only. So we had a lower budget oh, okay. on the website only, and yeah. we had a higher budget on the website and shops. And then we also had uh, a year's worth of data on the website only mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. the website and shops, which that was, brand, that was fresh, brand new out of the gate. Right. So we didn't have any, any history on that, that ad. And it, right. um, but it was based on, it was a duplicate of a top performing ad, the same top performing right. ad, the website only ad, right? Right, okay, so the differences were the, at the campaign, so for each campaign, the differences were the budget. Yep. And then the amount of data, the history, yep. and then the option for Meta to send people to the website or website and Facebook, Instagram ads. Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. You guys can probably tell who runs our Facebook and Instagram ads. Car Carlos yeah. is our ad buyer. He is the one yeah. that runs our ads. Um, yeah. So I, I help him, you know, I, I create the designs and do the marketing and the ad creative and all that good stuff. But Carlos is actually the one behind the scenes, like running the ads, watching the analytics, tweaking them, turning them off, turning them up, whatever. So, um, so I just want everyone to have a really clear idea of like how side by side this was. So the campaign was very similar the ad set, so it goes campaign, ad set, ad. That's how each campaign looks. There's three parts to it. The campaign, the ad set, the ad. The campaign, one campaign, uh, we are using that option, which is actually set at the ad set level, isn't it? For the, uh, whether to send to website or to Facebook, Instagram shops. Yes, that's at the ad okay. set level. So in the ad set of each campaign, the audiences, uh, we we tested three audiences to each campaign, three of the exact same audiences to each campaign side by side, yeah. right? Yeah. And then in one of the campaigns, in three of those audiences, we we uh, directed them directly to our website. And then the other campaign, those audiences, we gave Meta the decision to send them to our website or to Facebook and Instagram shops. And yeah. then yeah. in the ad set, at the ad set level, we also set the daily budget and we had yeah, so two for the, different- Yeah, so for the daily budget, we yeah. set that at the ad set level um, mm -hmm. on, the, on the website only because that's how it was traditionally. We didn't want to change that. We didn't want to tweak that. Yeah. But for the website and shops, um, we set that, at the, uh, we set that at, the, at the campaign level. Okay. So yeah. with, with meta ads, with Facebook and Instagram ads, you have, you have two choices. You can set the budget at the campaign level. And what it means is that if you have more than one ad set in that campaign, you're essentially giving meta the, the uh, decision, I guess you would say, of where to spend that budget based on where they think that it would perform the best. So what you might've noticed if anyone's run ads before is that when you set at the campaign level, let's say that you're setting an ad a, a campaign at the campaign level for $25 and you have three different ad sets. What you might notice is that it says, spends like $2 on one ad set, $2 on another one, and then $21 on the other one. And that's because based on the sort of interaction engagement that Meta is seeing, they think that that one ad set is the one with the most potential. So they make the decision on your behalf to dump more budget into that ad set because they think it's the highest, the most likely to convert. 
Now, if you set the budget at the ad set level, it gives you more control because what you're saying is instead of giving Meta $25 to spend across three ad sets as they wish, you're saying, no, I want each ad set to spend $10 a day. And so what it'll do is each ad set will spend $10 a day and then you can kind of compare them side by side more accurately. So it's two different ways that you can set the budget. We've done a lot of budget set at campaign and a lot of budget set at ad set. There's times where camp, what's called campaign budget optimization has worked better and there's time that ad set budget optimization has worked better. Right now, we've been finding, Carlos, correct me if I'm wrong, that ad set budget optimization has been working better, right? We use, we use both. So it, it okay. just, it just depends. Like for, yeah. um, if, if we're really, if, if we're, if we're testing something new, mm-hmm. um, that hasn't been proven, then we set it at the ad set budget level usually, because we want to get that data. We want to make sure that it's right. testing each audience, um, equally, right. Because mm-hmm. it gives a better test. Uh, but generally like, uh, if, if we know that, if we know how it's supposed to go, <laughs> then we usually just set it at this at the campaign level uh right. because we already know that you know we've tested all the audiences there and we know that they're good audiences so whichever right. one facebook sends them to we're, we're we're fine with it but i mean it it's different like it, it does fluctuate whether campaign uh budget optimization is better than ad set budget optimization but um we do we do both we do a mix of both but that that's generally um what would make it um, where it would actually choose one way or the other. Mm. Cool. Is yeah. there anything else you want to add about the experiment before you dive in and uh, share these fun stats with everyone? Yeah, so I did want to add a little bit about like what our hypothesis was going in. So we actually uh, did, we did actually see some, some, some stats from uh, Facebook saying, I think that they, they said that the CPA, so the cost per action, so that's like, um, if you get like the, the cost total, per acquisition, yeah, cost per acquisition or cost per result or cost per action, if you get if you get that um, the total number that, of of dollars that you spend and you divide that by the number of orders that you get, then you get the cost per order. So the cost in ad spend per order that you get from it, and that's the cost per action or the cost per acquisition. And yeah. Facebook um, was I think there were some stats floating around, but like you. Uh, it was saying something like you'd get 20% lower, like on average, people were getting 20% lower cost per action or cost per acquisition. Um, and so we were expecting that because that, that was like something that was floating around. Uh, we didn't know anybody in, like that actually had gotten that, but we, we saw that that was kind of like the average that they were seeing. And so we did expect a lower cost per action or cost per acquisition on mm. the web and website and shop ads. But we right. did think like we did hypothesize that we would have a greater average order value on the um, on the on the website only ads because our website was conversion optimized. You know, we had all the upsells, cross sells, everything there to like get them to spend more. And we were also something different too is for the shops at the time. Shops didn't allow us to send um, send users to a collection. It only allowed us to send people to a product. And so we mm-hmm. had to actually send people directly to the product when they were. When, when, the click, uh, when Facebook sent the click to our Facebook Instagram shops. But then when it sent it to the website on both tests, uh, we sent it to a collection instead. 
And the collection, just to right. be clear, the collection is the same design, just on different products. So it's the same design right. on like a mug, on a hoodie, on a t-shirt. You know, right. So it, it's still the same design. It's just, we're sending them right. to a collection versus a product. And what we found in testing with website only was that, uh, and we still find, is that collection is always better, as long as it's a collection of the same design, right? right. So if and they, then, generally, oh, if, if they like a design on a hoodie or a t-shirt, then they probably like it on a mug or on a, a sweatshirt or, or maybe on a, on a tank or anything else, right? So that's why we, we send them to a collection of that same design with different products. Right, so just to be clear, generally we recommend in an ad that you send someone directly to the product that the ad is advertising. So if it's a design with a t-shirt, we would recommend that when they click on it, it takes them to your website, to the product page of that t-shirt so that they can complete the purchase. But what Carlos is saying is that when we have a winning design, we scale it, we scale it up. One of our forms of scaling is to turn it into a collection with more products. Because like Carlos said, if they like it on a t-shirt, we know they're gonna like it on other products. And a lot of people end up buying it on multiple products. A t-shirt is great for the summer in a lot of places and a hoodie is great in the winter for a lot of places. So maybe they buy both. Um, yeah. So and this, this was a design that was proven. It was right. a proven design. Exactly. It already made money and it was yeah. an ad that was already a top performing ad. Yeah, it was a winning design and a winning proven validated ad. So we knew this ad converted, but what we wanted to see was does it convert better when we send people to our website versus does it convert better when we give Meta the option of either sending people to our website or sending them to Facebook and Instagram shops. So yeah. I just wanted to clarify that usually we recommend that when you run an ad, you send people directly to the product page of the product in the ad. but in this, this is an exception when you have a winning design and you turn it into a collection, we've found that it does well when we send people to the collection because it shows them all the other products that exact same design is on. Yeah. And, and because, because it was, um, it was limited, like because the Facebook Instagram shops, um, sending them to there, they only gave us at the time, they only gave us the option of sending to product. Now they, they give the option of sending to collection or product. So it's mm -hmm. fine. And we actually, since then, we've tested uh, sending sending Facebook, Instagram shops people to the product versus collection, and and we actually find that the product is much better, anyways. So, mm -hmm. you know, like um, we we've tested that as well um, since since then when they actually rolled out the collection features. Um, right. But um, our hypothesis in the end was that we were going to get a lower cost per acquisition. We were yeah. going to get Which a is higher the, the average cost per purchase. Right. Um, yeah, cost per purchase as well. That, that, that's mm -hmm. another way of saying it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just basically the cost, it's a simplified cost way of spend for every order. So if you get yeah. 10 or if you, if it's $10 in ad spend and you had 10 orders from that, from that ad spend, then it would be a dollar per order. Right. Which is every, very unrealistic. <laughs> that's by really the way. unrealistic. <laughs> I'm just making easy numbers here. Do just not, yeah, that, that is yeah. A, a very, like, very, like, wow, like, we've never yeah. seen that before. So no. just, just wanted to say that's not something you should expect. No. Um, <laughs> so we expect a lower cost per acquisition or, or cost per purchase. And we expected a higher average order value on our website only. And then we expected 
we, we actually we didn't know what to expect on the return on ad spend. Um, we, we had no idea because we didn't have any data on that. So then getting to the results, then our findings found, yes, so we there was a lower cost per acquisition cost per purchase. And it was actually 32% lower. So we we saw, we were seeing numbers like 20% lower on average. We saw 32% mm. lower cost per purchase. So cost and ad spend per purchase that we got. Um, and that was when we gave Meta the option of either sending to the website or Facebook and Instagram shops. Yes, when right. we use the face when we use the the website and shops uh, feature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then so it's like. You know, it's almost like sample one versus sample two, I feel like is a way to really simplify this. Sample yeah. one, sample one, let's say is website only, and sample two is letting Meta choose whether to send them to our website and or Facebook and Instagram shop, or, or, or Facebook and Instagram shops. So yeah, what you're saying is that sample two, the one where we let Meta decide using the new feature, you're saying that we saw a 32% decrease in the cost to us per purchase. Yes. And Meta was saying that brands are seeing an average of a 20% reduction in cost per purchase, but we actually saw even better. We saw 32%. Yeah. That's incredible. And I mean, uh, just to be clear, like we should see better because we had, we like better than the average because we had a, we already had a top performing ad and we knew that yeah. the, the product was a product that people liked. Right, so it was a proven winning design. It should be better than the average. <laughs> Good point. But yeah. Yeah. Um, in but terms still, of that's amazing. Yeah. Because in, the the lower the cost per purchase, the more profit generally you in your pocket. Yes. Yes. And in terms of return on ad spend, so this is this is the return on ad spend. So for every dollar that you spend in ads, this is how many dollars you get back um, from sales. Mm -hmm. And we saw a seventy-seven percent higher. Uh, return on ad spend for the website and shops feature versus website only feature. That's, That's insane. insane. That's nuts. Yeah. And actually yeah. Facebook, I, I saw recently on, on like, uh, on our shops, they were advertising that on average, people are seeing 30% higher return on ad spend on average. So that we, we blew that out of the water. But I mean, like mm -hmm. I said, we should blow it out of the water, but even 30% is insane. 30% right. higher return on ad spend just from just from clicking this one feature using this one website and shops feature versus using the website only feature. That's right. nuts. That, that alone would, would convince me. But 77% um, yeah. was even much better. Crazy. Um, and then the, the, the thing that was just like mind blowing that didn't make any sense was that our average order value was 21% higher for the website and shops feature than for the website only feature. And I, I, I couldn't believe it because I was like, okay, we're sending them to a conversion optimized website. And it's still like the uh, Facebook, Instagram shops has a 21% higher average order value. And the only thing I can think of is maybe people, maybe people are willing, like maybe first time purchasers are willing to make a bigger purchase on something like a marketplace versus on a website mm -hmm. that they just found out about. You know, mm. like because the marketplace has that big band trust, right? Right. It, it's it's got the the that people trust that they've got the policies in place so that if the merchant gives them something that's faulty or 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 or, or they don't ship it to them or something like that, that they can get their money back and and they can get that resolved because 
Facebook, Instagram shops will step in there as a third party. And so that, that's, that's the only thing really I think of good, made us have more comfort. Yeah, that's actually a really good guess. And that, that just makes so much logical sense. But what, doesn't, what didn't make sense to us at first was when we saw these numbers. And I, I forgot about these numbers because it's been so long. But, um, you know, since you shared these numbers with me, and it's so, so interesting here in Refresher, but essentially what Carlos is saying is that against what we predicted, we predicted that sending people to our website, they would spend more money because we have cross-sells and upsells and built-in social proof like reviews, customer testimonials, user-generated content, all this stuff to incentivize people to spend more money. So we thought that that would get them to spend more money than sending them to Facebook and Instagram shops where it doesn't have all these features to get them to spend more money. We thought they were just gonna go on there and they were just gonna buy the one product they saw and they were gonna leave. But against our prediction, they actually ended up spending more money purchasing from our shop in Facebook, Instagram shops in app versus when they were on our website that we spent so much time and energy conversion optimizing. But I, I like your, I like that idea. Like I actually think that's the only thing I can think of too, is that there was just the, the trust that they have with meta, even though people yeah. joke that like, Oh, a lot of people don't trust meta and stuff, but like, they're going to feel <laughs> I don't more think anybody trusts meta for privacy, but uh, right, right. But they're going to feel more comfortable because this is a big, big, you know, it's a big company. Like if, company, if they sued meta versus if they sued a small brand, uh, they wouldn't get anything out of a small brand, but out of meta, maybe, maybe they'd get a big sell. Like I think people just trust that it's an established, more established company. And right. at least they, they, at least there's other people that are buying on there that they, you know, that they, they can probably see buying on there. And people have probably already bought, a lot of people probably already bought on, on Marketplace, on Facebook Marketplace right. before, you know, like there's, there's yeah. all these other things um, that, that kind of like, in, you know, make it more established. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and it, it'd be a, it'd be a huge PR issue for Facebook if, if they screwed up on this. Right. Whereas right. if a small brand, you know, who really cares, it wouldn't become, right. you know, frontline news. But, um, and I mean, so I will say Facebook and Instagram, for... Facebook and Instagram did have really strict seller policies when they brought out Facebook and Instagram shops to protect the buyers. And that's good for their reputation. And it's actually good for sellers too, because if buyers go on there and they have a good experience, guess what? They're going to be comfortable buying there and they're more likely to buy on Facebook and Instagram shop again, right? Yeah, yeah, So exactly. And I mean, um, it, it also surprised me too, because we're like, well, we know that collections, you know, same people to, to the collection of the same product increases that average order value. But then like when we sent them to products on, on the Facebook, Instagram shops, it was still a like really high average order value, higher than when we sent the website only. And so we were like, right. um, we were surprised by that too. We were like, okay, well, it has a slight disadvantage too because we're sending products. But in the end, after we did test, um, for some reason, it always comes out that, yeah, product only always wins on, on Facebook, mm -hmm. Instagram shops. And then mm -hmm. on our website, we, we will do product only if we haven't started scaling it out. But if it's a winning design, we've already started scaling it out and we'll have a collection for that winning design. Um, right. But yeah, so um, 
Another thing, though, that I, I do want to bring up, because this is something that was, it was actually really big in the back of my mind. I don't know, Adrian, if it was in the back of your mind, too, like uh, a big thing that was like bugged me about Facebook, Instagram shops was mm. that I was like, oh, well, you know, like we're not going to get any emails from them, right? I, I didn't right. see how we'd get yes. emails. And yes. I'm like, marketplaces don't usually give you emails. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't think Amazon doesn't give you emails. Like, Amazon lets you, I think now they've got a feature where you can do email marketing in a, in a way mm. on their platform, but mm. they don't give you the emails. And there might be some specific like requirements mm. around that. I'm just yeah. not too sure. Yeah. But at the time, this was, this was a big issue for us because we're like, emails are, are I mean, for, a lot of people, they don't think of this, the, the email thing until like you start making, making bank with the emails until you start email marketing and start making all that money with it. Then you're like, oh wow, I can't, I can't give up my emails, right? And right. so um, there was a feature and there still is, there's just to be clear, there's still the feature. You can have, um, you can have email collection at checkout, right? But that's right. the only thing Shops was giving you is only giving the email right. opt-in at checkout. And you were able to do the same thing as you could do with Shopify, where you pre-select the email opt-in at checkout so that you know people have to opt out of the email uh, collection, uh, out of email marketing for you not to get the email, right? And so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they had the integration and everything there. And so we were able to collect emails, but we thought, okay, we're, we're not gonna be able to collect a lot of emails uh, and people will probably be more likely opt out there. Like it might be look a little different than our Shopify store. And what we actually found is really close. There wasn't, so just to be clear, website only, we actually had a 55% email opt-in rate. So 45% mm -hmm. people opted out, I guess, because it was pre-selected opt-in. Mm -hmm. And then um, with website and shops, we had a 51% email opt-in rate. So that's uh, what, that's like 49% of people opted out on mm. website and shops. So a little right. bit, but that's not significant. That's only a 4% difference in the right. email opt-out rate for yeah. uh, website and shops versus website only. So it, it, it definitely is not a needle mover. And we were very surprised by that. Um, yeah. Roughly what you're gonna see is probably around a 50% opt-out rate. Like um, generally what you're gonna see, it's kind of hovering around that level. Mm -hmm. um, but um, yeah, so we were very pleasantly surprised with that. Um, that yeah. that it's, it was around the same. Because email marketing no is so difference. powerful. We always say like for the fortune is in the follow up, like there's that, you know, there's that toll or that cost per purchase that you're paying to Meta to acquire a new customer. However, if you can remarket to that customer through email and get them to buy two, three, four times, it's toll free, except for the cost of the email service provider, which is minuscule compared to the cost of running ads. So yeah. this is a, one of the most effective ways of creating a sustainable and profitable brand is you, you run paid ads to, uh, you run paid ads to profitable designs to acquire customers. And then you market to those customers and get them to buy again and again. And each time they purchase, it's more profitable than the first. So that, that is very important. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah. Were there any other stats that you wanted to share? I did want to share kind of like other considerations that we took into account when we were mm -hmm. running this test. And that it's hard to get the stats for, for these, but um, lost potential phone numbers because we collect mm -hmm. phone numbers um, 
when we um, offer the discount. So like discount um, pop-up. So we do a pop-up discount on our website yeah. and it pops up and it says, hey, uh, get 10%, 15% off your order. We kind of change the, the offer every little once in a while. But um, to do that, you put in your you put in your email and then you put in your, your phone number for so we can market via SMS or we can market via email or do both. And mm -hmm. so there's lost potential phone numbers. Facebook doesn't collect phone numbers um, for marketing purposes. They only collect emails right now. As far as I know, um, I haven't found a way of collecting phone numbers on Facebook Instagram shops. Um, but also they wouldn't have collected, at the time, they didn't have the, the pop-up um, discount where you could enter your email and get a discount. Um, now they do though, just to be clear, since then they've actually added that feature. So that's kind of like irrelevant now because you can do it, but back, at this time, we knew that we were losing potential emails from when we give that discount, people giving their emails, and maybe they don't go through the checkout process, but they've still given their email for that discount, and we can remarket them. And the biggest thing about remarketing to them is you can remarket them. Like, so if they've abandoned the cart, like if they had something in their cart, you can actually recover that. Um, there's no abandoned cart recovery in the Facebook, Instagram shops. I, I don't think there is any even now, like I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, back then I still can't find it and there is, uh, yeah, there was no pop-ups before. Now there is a pop-up, but they still don't collect phone numbers. And so like mm. the, the biggest thing about collecting phone numbers and emails is that you can, a lot of people aren't going to buy on the first visit. And so, uh, if you can collect their phone number or email, you can actually start sending them information about your brand, like what you're all about, who you are and build, start building that trust with them so that they feel more comfortable with per, making a purchase. They might actually want to buy something. And odds are, if they've, if they've signed up to your email list or phone number, SMS list via getting the discount, they probably saw something that they liked and there's probably a reason why there's value in them doing that. And so you really do want to follow up with them and get them more comfortable and eventually down the road, you, they, they'll make a purchase, hopefully, right? And so that, right. that was a big thing. And then... It's, it's also not apples to apples comparison. An order on Facebook, Instagram shops is, is probably not worth as much as an order on your website only. Because Facebook, Instagram shops has more stringent requirements that you have to meet, like processing times, customer service response times, and refunds, um, then you're, 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 you're having to do more work on a Facebook, Instagram mm -hmm. shops order um, than on a on a website only order sometimes, depending on, on what your what your policies are on your website. They might be the same as what the policies are for Facebook and Instagram shops. So um, not for everybody, but for some people, that extra effort of managing Facebook and Instagram shops orders uh, mm -hmm. might make those orders worth less to them than an order made on the website. But right. in the end, um, like, Based on, based on the crazy results we saw, ultimately for our brand, we decided to accept the drawbacks in order to cash in on the crazy ads performance. Like the ads performance is nuts. Like how much it increased from the website only to the website and shops feature um, mm -hmm. ad set is just insane. And especially because the website only feature had the odds stacked for it to be do better. A lower budget mm -hmm. generally allows it to get higher uh, return on ad spend it's a lot easier to get a higher return on ad spend with lower budget than it is with a really high budget. And right. then on top of that, it had a, it had a year's worth of data going back. So it's a lot easier if you've got all that data to get more sales than when you're starting fresh, even, even with all the same variables and everything. Um, 
it's it's harder because you don't you don't have that momentum. The, the learning has to restart again, right? Right. But the budget, uh, you know, like helps with the learning. So hopefully that balanced out. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So ultimately the the end result was that we're like yeah, like we were all in after that, and we still religiously to this day do Facebook, Instagram shops, and like we do the website and shops feature because right. where we let Meta decide it always outperforms our website only. Yeah, and we're only, like, just to be totally clear, like, we're speaking from our own experience and our own experiment, but it's a pretty big sample size, $10,000 in ad spend over 30 days. Yeah. Essentially, the more you spend, the more data you get and the more accurate predictions you can make based on the data. So maybe everyone won't have this same experience. We're not promising any results to anyone. But what I would we say are just, saying is that we ran a pretty significant experience and these were results for us. So we recommend at the very least testing it out for yourself. Exactly. I think that the only way, the only way of truly knowing for yourself is test it for yourself and make sure that it's, it's, a, it's a good test. Make sure that it's... Um, I think that if you test with a product that's, that's not like a product that's never performed, who knows where Mm -hmm. the results are going to go, right? Test it with something maybe that you've actually seen some performance on and test that against a new fresh ad with the um, website and shops. Yeah. But anything else in terms of the stats before we kind of wrap things up here with some kind of tips and advice? No. um, There's nothing I I can think of like, like I said, with the email thing, it was around par for um, email capture at checkout. But then mm-hmm. um, getting emails from the pop-up, uh, it was non-existent at the time because um, there's no there's no uh, discount pop-up thing in um, in Facebook and Instagram shops. Now they do have that, so you can under the marketing options under settings when you're in Shopify, you go to Facebook Instagram sales channels. And you go um, under settings, you can see under the marking options, you can pre-select email opt-in and you can also choose to give them a discount for providing their email. And I would, right. we, we, we do both. We do both of those. 100%. And so now, now we're getting the emails uh, from the discount and we're also getting the emails from the checkout for Facebook, Instagram shops orders. Um, and we recommend everyone now do both is, as well. Yeah. And the only thing missing now is the abandoned cart. We, we still can't get um, recover abandoned carts because we don't know. Unless they actually signed up to our email list, uh, we're, right. not, you were, we're not going to have any way of contacting them. But, right. um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was a lot of, a lot of juicy data. Um, and I hope that people listening to this go out and test this feature for themselves. And we hope that you all have the same experience that we had because the stats don't lie. The numbers don't lie. This is what worked for us. It like what's like it, it like just completely outperformed this feature completely outperformed and kind of better than we could have possibly expected. And so we want that for everyone and we want everyone to be aware of this feature so that you can go out there, try for yourself. And we hope that it makes you all more sales and that you also see an improvement yourself. Um, yeah, I, I hope so that everybody, we, as they're going and you know, 
when you're setting up your ads, I hope that now you realize what that, what that feature is. When you see conversion location or the ad set level and you see website mm -hmm. shops or website only, you realize what the difference is between those two features and you know, like how, how lucrative it could be for that one feature so that you know, um, you know, if you're going to test it, test that and, and that, that you know that other people are seeing results. Um, I, and right. I mean, like I said, Facebook also has data on this and they, I think, it, I think, I don't know if it's in, um, on the on the Facebook side or if it's on the Shopify side that I saw that data, um, uh, recently where they said that, uh, businesses on average are seeing 30% increase in return on ad spend by just mm. switching to that feature, just going from website only to website and shops. I yeah. mean, it's, it's as simple as a click, really. Like when it comes yeah. down to it, it's as simple as a click, but it doesn't it default to that. It, it, I mean, yeah, it doesn't default to that though. Like yeah. it defaults to website only right now. And that's why you have to go and you have to click the shops and website option. Yeah. So that's, that's really it. It's like one click to, to potentially, potentially significantly improve your results because yeah. <laughs> that's what it did for us. So let's, let's kind of wrap things up here with some kind of parting words. I want to share a couple things and then Carlos, I want to give you the floor to kind of share anything that, that you think would be valuable to the listeners and things they should know. So first, I just want to reiterate, I think you might've mentioned this, Carlos, we used a still image ad. We did not use anything crazy. It was not a video. This was a very simple still image ad. I didn't ad. actually mention like a, that. Huh? I, didn't, I forgot to mention that. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was just a flat lay with our design on it. And I think the mock-up was from smart mock-ups. Like this was nothing crazy. Very it simple. was just like, yeah. right. It was simple, but it was a winning design. And that's the game changer. That's what makes a difference. That's the most important part. And that's the second point that I want to reiterate in this kind of tip slash advice portion is that this was a validated winning design. This design, we already knew was a winner. We had already made a ton of sales from this image with the design on it. So we knew it was gonna make sales. It was just a matter of testing, will it make more sales if we give Meta the option of where to send the traffic or if we just send everyone to our website. The other thing, and this is actually more of a word of caution that I wanna share with everyone listening. I said this before, I'll say it again. Do not try this at home. And I say that facetiously, I'm kind of joking in a way, but my point is never start with big budget ads. It's like gambling if the design is not proven. Even if the design is proven, we would never recommend if you make a couple sales like from a design, we would never recommend that you jump into Facebook and, and create a thousand dollar a day ad from it. You know what I mean? What we, what we always recommend, at least what's working right now is starting with small budget ads to get validation on the design and only scale it up incrementally as long as the design remains profitable. That's, that's the strategy that we teach. We already knew, like we were already very confident because we had already made a ton of sales from this. So we knew we were gonna make lots and that's why we were comfortable spending so much. But even with the feature that we discussed, 
I want to just kind of bring this back to the fundamentals. I heard someone say once that basics win the ball game. And a lot of times like things change, strategies change, but I feel like fundamentals generally stay the same. And the fundamentals around paid Facebook and Instagram ads in all the time we've been running them since I believe 2016, they've remained the same. And there's essentially four reasons why ads do not convert and do not make sales. Number one is the design. This is the number one reason in our opinion and why we believe that most ads do not convert. And you can't argue that Facebook ads aren't working. You're giving money to Facebook and in exchange, they're putting it in front of thousands of people. So if the ads aren't converting, it's they're still going in front of thousands of people and you're letting your customers or your, you know, your target audience validate the design. And if it resonates with them enough and they buy it, then it's gonna make you sales. If it doesn't, which in most cases, the designs that we see ads being run to do not, then it doesn't make sales. It's a, it's a really quick way to get validation. Like, I don't know if there's any quicker way to get validation on a design than just running an ad. The problem is that if it's validated, it's gonna make sales, but in a lot of cases, it's not validated and it doesn't make any sales. So going back to the four general reasons why ads don't make sales and don't convert. Number one is the design, which we believe is the number one reason. Number two is the creative. So this could be the actual image that you use, the caption, the headline, the call to action, all that stuff. That, that is important, it's very important, but we don't believe it's as important as design. The third thing is the website. Now, in a lot of cases, People don't even get to your website because the ad just didn't appeal to them enough to actually click on it. So a lot of times we can rule out the website. Like if you have a very low uh, click rate on your ad, that means that a lot of people that are seeing that, that are having that ad served to them and being shown to them, they're choosing not even to click on it to go to your website. So in a lot of cases, when we see an ad uh, we, we look at a lot of our students' data when they run ads, um, and a lot of times it has a low click-through rate, which means that they're not even getting to the website. So usually at that point, we just rule out the website. We're like, okay, well, this comes down to design creative or the fourth reason that ads don't make sales, and that's targeting the wrong people. Those are all what affect whether they click on that ad and they're taken to your website or Facebook and Instagram shops. But those are still the four fundamentals. And the, like they always have been, they probably always will be, but number one reason is the design. So what we say is that driving traffic is the easy part. Like it's pretty easy, like we have training, full in-depth training on all this, but it's actually pretty easy to create an ads manager account and to run an ad and to just set a budget and turn it on. The hard part is actually creating a winning design that a large number of people will buy. That's the hardest part in our opinion and why we're so bullish on design research and design creation. But that's a that's a topic for a whole other episode. I, I think, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos, is there anything you wanted to add to that in kind of summary? No, I think those are great points. Um, all, all very valid and yeah, Design, that's the like, number one is the design. Mm -hmm. You can have a horrible ad create, well, 
the ad creative has to show the design so people actually know right. what the design looks like. But you yeah. can have a horrible ad copy um, mm -hmm. and just have a really good design and you can just kill it. But yeah. um, if you have a bad design, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. There's, that's, that's it. It stops there. Right. Totally. You can, send, you can send like millions of dollars to it and <laughs> you're not going to make a lot of money because it's just a bad design. But right. I mean, I, I think too, like the biggest thing is just don't take it personally. Right. 100%. If you throw a design out there and you throw some ad budget behind it, don't take it personally. Take it as a lesson and learn from the data that you get. Right. right? And, and take it as like, as like, okay, you paid to validate that, right? You paid money to validate that. Maybe that's not the cheapest way of doing it, but mm -hmm. uh, like running ads is something that hasn't been validated. But right. just, just think of like you're paying for a service and right. Facebook is, is giving you exactly that. They're giving you validation either one way or the other. Like do people yeah. like it or they don't like it in that audience that you choose. And so yeah. you are getting the data that you need. And so like you're paying for a service that they're, they're giving you, they're giving you the results that you need, regardless of whether they, they make a sale. They can't make, they can't force a sale. Right. But they, yeah, they can help you validate whether or not people like it or people are willing to buy it or people are not willing to buy it in your audience. Right. So. Right. That was, that was really well said. And I think it's important to realize that like we, we should be thinking of Meta as, as a partner. Like it, it is, yeah. in our opinion, the absolute best way to quickly scale profitable winning designs to to scale them and to make a lot of money really fast like they they have a vested interest in us making sales they want us to make sales because that means that we give them more of our money to run ads so they're they're on our side like they want us to but they can't force people to buy that's our job that's our job to create the designs that evoke emotion and relatability and create something that really resonates with our ideal customer and gets them fired up enough to pull out their credit card and complete the purchase, right? So I feel like so many times people throw shade on Meta and they kind of like treat them like the enemy and they're like, oh, Facebook ads aren't working. It's like Facebook ads have always worked. Like their service is to put that ad in front of a bunch of people and they always deliver on that as long as we give them money to run the ad. But the second part that you kind of like re reminded me of is that you're still getting something in return. It's not like you lose that money and you get nothing in return. You get data on things like, you know, the age, the location, the interest, on all these data points that you can use to make better database decisions and optimize your ads in the future. Not only that, in a lot of cases, you're getting, um, as kind of like a byproduct, you're getting more followers on social media. They're seeing the ad, they're checking you out, they're following you, maybe they're not buying, but then all of a sudden, a lot of them start following you on Facebook or Instagram. So we notice that the more we spend, the faster our Facebook and Instagram grows because we're getting in front of a lot more of our ideal customer. And then the other thing, which this is like maybe the most valuable, it's really valuable is that a lot of people are still subscribing to our emails. They might not convert yeah. the first time because most yep. people don't buy the first time they visit a website. But in a lot of cases, you're still gonna be collecting emails and guess what? A lot of those people, if you're marketing effectively and you're releasing emotion evoking and relatable designs regularly, eventually a lot of them buy. 
so that's another thing, you know, like we pay so much attention to the data and we look at the data after 24 hours and we're like, no sales, I'm gonna turn this ad off. But guess what? A lot of those people, they could end up converting, like they could be delayed conversions. They could buy in a week, a month, six months, a year. Like they don't all buy right away. So you might actually down the road end up making sales from those people from that ad that you turned off. And this is not to say that you should keep an unprofitable ad running. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just trying to make the case, make the, the point that there's still a lot of value that you get when you run ads, whether or not they make you a sale and convert immediately. Carlos, your thoughts? Amen. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right? It's that, that that's something that I think a lot of people kind of overlook and and I don't want people to overlook it. I want people to to like to think of this when they are running ads. So with that, I I think that was a lot. Hopefully we didn't overwhelm our listeners. Uh, I know that we've got a lot of listeners who are super new, a lot have never run ads but hopefully we're able to keep this high level enough and we didn't go too down the weeds because Carlos and I could literally nerd out over the stuff for hours. We, we do have. nerd out over <laughs> this stuff. That. Off the mic, off camera, we nerd out about this stuff. So we were trying to keep it high level. I hope everyone learned something. I hope everyone found this valuable. Thank you as always to all of our amazing listeners that support our podcast and our YouTube channels. We love you guys. Carlos, any final words? No. Um, yeah, I think that- Thank I think you this, so much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, Carlos. Always love having you on. I can't wait to have you on next time. Thank so you for having me. You're, you're very welcome, man. Anytime, you're always welcome. You're part of the team. Yeah. So uh, with that, we will say our goodbyes. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll talk to you very soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us an honest review on whichever platform you're listening from. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you very soon.